is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. My mom walked on the moon. <laughs> I did not. I watched him walk. No, on that's the my moon. Brian Regan joke, mom. Oh, yes. the one comedian you <laughs> the like. One comedian I know. I walked on the moon. Guys, I <laughs> I, I showed my mom Mulaney last night, and she was like, "The new one." He's no. I showed her the Clinton bit because I'm like, "Here's one a nice person in Southern California, like in Orange County, could enjoy them making fun of Clinton." And uh, she was a good sport and liked it, but my dad promptly fell asleep, and my mom was like, <laughs> "My mom, it's like he was just out," and my mom was like. Yeah, he's funny. And I was like, all right, we did this is what I could do. <laughs> Two, three, four. Podcast, we're making a podcast about 30 Rock. Podcast, we're making a podcast about 30 Rock. We're calling it Top 30 to me. It is great. Hey, guys, it's Kelsey. I'm Kimmy. And this is Talk 30 Rock to Me, our podcast all about 30 Rock and Tina Fey and Alec Baldwin and NBC and comedy and Peacocks. Peacocks. Always the Peacocks. The mm-hmm. colors. We like that a lot. Um, before <laughs> Was that a sentence that uh, worked? Yeah, it worked. <laughs> uh, before we get started, just the normal things. If you buy stuff on Amazon, we'd love if we'd get some money from that. Please do. Yeah. Go to BoardWalkAudio.com. <laughs> what did you buy that you didn't use our link for recently? I know that face. <laughs> Go to BoardWalkAudio.com slash Talk 30 Rock to Me. Click the Support Our Artist button and it will take you to Amazon. Kimmy never does this. I always am on my phone and I forget. And I bought witch hazel toner and Korean skincare masks. <laughs> and, and we did not get a cent from that. That's awesome. They were, it was an amazing steal. It was only $8. So I, we wouldn't have made anything from that anyway. <laughs> do not cool, as cool. Kimmy does. Do as I tell you to do. do and, as, and actively as Kelsey does, does on a Kelsey very does regular all the basis. Time. Every, all the money we've made is we've made from Kelsey. From my Kelsey Amazon buying office business. supplies. I, know. Our, like, I bought three otter boxes this week for iPads. <laughs> And we got a kickback from that. Um, all that good stuff. Also, follow us on social media. Send us emails. Um, leave us a review. If you leave us a review, we'll send you a sticker if you tell us about it. I think that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. We sent out those stickers. We do. We did. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they're coming. But no, they should have them right you now. You should have. Yeah. I sent them out like three weeks ago. Okay. So you should have them. You should have them. Cool. Well, Kimmy, we are not alone today. No, we're not. We are sitting in your childhood living room. This is my childhood. It's still kind of my living room. Let's be real. I it, moved out, but this is still <laughs> this is still feels like home. It's still home. And we're here with, um, like Tina Fey would be an awesome guest, right? Yeah, like, she's been be, the goal the whole time. Well, for me, it's it's Jack McBrayer, but same thing. I feel like Jack McBrayer is almost attainable. Tina Fey is. I'm afraid. Anyway, <laughs> this is another conversation. Okay, so Tina Fey, Jack yes. McBrayer, mm-hmm. and then like have been like the goals the whole time. Yeah, those are I've goal. known since we started this podcast that I wanted this episode to happen. You knew this from the beginning. We talked about this like day one. And then I was like, all right, when is this season? And four? you asked cool, me cool, about cool. once a uh, season, like, have you talked to your mom yet? And I was like, oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, <laughs> our moms are here today. We have Carrie and Carrie. <laughs> That's say actually, say, hi. say hi guys hi, hi. guys <laughs> <laughs> okay so we really do have two both of our mom's names are carrie which i think we were just destined we to be thought it, it's true we thought it was funny one is uh kelsey's mom is carrie with a k yes say hi mom hi That's <laughs> and my then mom. my mother is carrie with a c hi yeah <laughs> so this is uh these are our moms and our moms as are just as big a third rock fans as we are oh wait no <laughs> <laughs> we just watched possibly their first episode maybe they've seen I've, parts of other ones my mother <laughs> sat through sick day episodes with me since high school but she's always like that was interesting is that fair <laughs> That's <pretty> fair assessment. <laughs> mom's watched it with me before what it's so say, what is your experience have you ever watched you've never watched 30 rock with your mother no mm-hmm. i've never watched an episode this Dang. was my the first, first time episode. today 
was the mom's episode. Dang. Yeah. That's that's so this crazy. Is a special day. This is a very, very special day. This is a big moment. I'm super glad I was here to witness it. First of all, thank you, Carrie, for inviting us into this. <laughs> um, it was also beautiful. She laughed a lot. It was great. I know. I, at the beginning, I started. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. We'll but get there. We're excited that our moms are here. So we're going to try and we might just start saying mom and you guys have to kind of figure out who we're talking they have to different voices moment. figure it out they do i'm interested because my mom and i tend to have very similar voices and laughs so i'm interested to kind of see how that ends up sounding <laughs> i think we sound really different mom i'm pretty sure we do <laughs> <laughs> we'll let the viewers decide dun, dun, dun. and by viewers i mean <laughs> listeners <laughs> this is a visual we're, we're viewing this yeah. one. <laughs> i know live streaming right. um this is a visual podcast um I yeah like yeah cool so was, we normally ask our guests what their history is with 30 rock i actually would um, love to ask this question still go for it all right moms <laughs> what is what is i'll start with uh, out of deference i'll start with you carrie with the a K. K. With a K. <laughs> Kelsey's uh, mom. Kelsey's mom. Uh, like, what is your relationship with Third Rock? Do you have any? Absolutely none. Yes. <laughs> I love a newbie. <laughs> but then the question is, what is your relationship with Talk 30 Rock to me? Oh. What is your relationship with 30 Rock via Talk 30 Rock to <laughs> <Yeah>. me? <laughs> like, have I followed it at all? Is that where we're heading like with our po- like your so, podcast? Yeah. I did listen to it pretty diligently yeah. in the beginning. Until I had an episode where I had a fight with it and I lost, and, and um, I, oh, I had to, sorry, what? I had to keep rebooting it, rebooting Not it. With us. Like, it wasn't, wasn't you. I us. was just, I don't know what was wrong, and I just got frustrated. But I did listen to an episode fairly recently. Okay, um, and I, I just like it because you guys crack me up. Sorry. Oh, that's so sweet. Why would you apologize? Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> long time listener first time caller right. um <laughs> no that's super sweet i know she she'll say like we can't talk about this my mom's listening <laughs> and it always it was We're all like cussing i'm like sorry mom <laughs> yep yep every so often when i hear i'm like really yep, okay yep yep <laughs> all right that's an excellent that's an excellent answer so th- we basically are the intro for you for 30 rock absolutely 100 okay absolutely very cool all right mom so carry with, with a c, c. yes Kimmy's what mom. is your relationship with 30 rock do you have any uh i have seen episodes coming and going <laughs> between you and your sister yep i have bought boxes of dvds over <laughs> christmas time <laughs> that's also true uh as gifts mm-hmm. um yeah i'm not the kind of person to sit and flip channels so i never came yep. across it is purely b- because of me that you have this beautiful thing in your life absolutely 100 <laughs> would absolutely. you define it as beautiful <laughs> <laughs> well i already have my daughter and her wonderful friends oh that's nice <laughs> she's good at that she's like yeah. she, t- she she's more spin city you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> i do remember that show <laughs> <laughs> perfect yeah I, well i like i like the question that you were talking about earlier today so we should ask them what was so clear 30 rock is not your guys's bread and butter butter it's not what you guys butter butter uh it's not what you guys are having a bad day you want to pop on 30 rock like clearly what is your guys's go-to show what is your 30 rock what is if you had a podcast about a tv show what would your podcast be about let's see how far the apples have fallen from the tree <laughs> ask my mom what the first tv podcast she listened to was yeah uh-huh. <laughs> well there you go then i'll take it um, my my favorite show that I have worn out two complete sets of DVDs on for all seven seasons, done them twice, and now so thankful that it's on Netflix currently would be The West Wing that I know inside and out. And yet I'm still amazed when I watch it or hear something that I'm like, wait, how did I miss that? How did I miss that? But that that would be my my favorite 
uh, to this day still I, I can't watch it enough and can't wait to learn more things about the show it's a great show god bless Ainsley Hayes am I right <laughs> yes as the Orange County girl she's who I loved watching that show absolutely yeah yeah all right mom <laughs> and I know the answer to this, but what is your 30 Rock? I'm actually curious what you'll say. We've talked about some shows. Do you have a show? What is your comfort show or favorite show to watch the way we watch 30 Rock? Yeah, I don't have any current shows that are ongoing right now on TV. I mean, this every is done. Night I have to. Well, that's yeah. true. <laughs> that's true. I mean, I can remember from when I was really little. Friday nights, Channel 7, oh you had gosh. to watch Brady Bunch, Brady Bunch. and then uh, The Partridge Family. Mm-hmm. Okay, I okay. can remember scheduling my entire week around that Friday night, <laughs> looking forward to it, with the TV dinners. With the <laughs> <Yes>. TV dinners. <laughs> <laughs> that was an important part of it. Um, yeah, you couldn't wait till school to start in September because the new season would start. Yeah. I still feel that way. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like and I know all season. those episodes. I know all the episodes of I Love Lucy, even though I wasn't born at that time. <laughs> um, <laughs> let the record show. <laughs> Our moms are both in their early 40s. Let's just make sure. That's there we go. Been there for years. I'm getting really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember watching all the Cosby shows. Mm. I, I probably know every episode it's of Cosby. It's probably the greatest sitcom, let's be real. It was it was so well made. Um but there's something actually I was thinking of that I'm not sure I'm not sure you were I, I was gonna say, Mom, you watched Chuck. I did. You've seen Chuck so many times. I have. Mom yeah, that's Mom, my treadmill show. That's Mom like loves to get Chuck. on a treadmill. Uh, a forty five minute workout is a perfect Chuck episode, yeah. Uh, interesting. Mom loves exactly. Chuck. And I'm still broken I mean, hearted that they cancelled that one. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And we watched a few years of that. They didn't cancel it. It ended at six seasons. At six seasons, you're not getting canceled. You're getting to end your story. But couldn't they bring it back like they did um, Psych? Psych we brought mm-hmm. back with the movie. Which well, I Psych, was they delightful. just brought it back with Zachary Levi. <laughs> so <laughs> It was a win-win for me, definitely. It's true. That but, was adorable. But they could do that with Chuck. I want to know how everything turned out now. So That's fair. Th- That's and fair. Chuck hasn't been off the air very long that they could easily just call it. It was like in college. Boss. It was like 2011. <laughs> it ended. 2011, yeah. 2012. So, yeah. So, all right, NBC, if you're listening, we will eat a lot of Subway (laughs) if you bring back Chuck Mm -hmm. for me and my mom to watch because we love us and Zachary Levi. (laughs) So, that's the one. Um, Actually, I'm a real Morgan fan. Morgan's very funny. I didn't tell you, I was at a show and... Uh, Who was their weird, nerdy co-worker who had kind of big eyes and was kind of creepy? Do you know what I'm talking about, the blonde guy? Yeah, curly hair? Yeah, he was at a comedy show I was at recently. I meant to tell you and then I didn't. So I'm telling oh. you right now. Oh, I want you to think so, I'm cool. This is a very I'm different sitting reaction on the couch. She tells me she's seen somebody at a show. I'm like, what? I'm like, tell me everything. <laughs> Did they breathe in your direction? You gave her a hug. I'm <laughs> used to that with Kimmy, though. She yeah. does that a lot. Oh, yeah. By the way, I was walking down the street. Oh, and that's this cool. Famous person just walked by me. And oh, mom, I'm on the phone. Hold on a second. I see this famous person walking by. Carrying okay, six this pizzas. is making me sound. OK, that was only because he's on Royal Pains. And I knew you'd dig that. <laughs> I, he's on Royal Pains and you're a fan of that show and he was carrying six pizzas which was noticeable. You know where the guy gets pizzas. <laughs> it was Mark Fierstein or whatever from Royal six Pains. Pizzas? He oh was carrying very, with a big smile on his face too down Larchmont Boulevard and I was like this man knows where he's going and he has a lot of pizza for him. Where <laughs> he's does, he it going. doesn't have to be LA. You do it in Paris. You do it in Bath. Oh no, this is embarrassing. <laughs> you run into people. I, I think it's partly because you recognize people. Yes, but you, you do tend to run into famous people. So but yeah, yes, I do. Did meet Ben Schwartz in Bath, England. <laughs> Took the his picture. story is out. Oh my gosh! And then when I posted a photo, my aunt uh, commented, "Is this your boyfriend?" <laughs> Which is the best thing anyone's ever. I was just like, "Yes." I was like 21, and I was like, "Yes, it is." 
<laughs> I am on board for this. I love your family. I so love. Much. She was so <laughs> sweet, and I, she knew it wasn't, but she was humoring me, and I was real happy about it. God bless Jean Raphael. So, oh man, and then Paris. Oh, we're not talking about Paris. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let Paris lie. Tweet at us if you want to hear about Paris. Another episode, another time. I know. Anyway, just I can't give all my stories out, mother. Like that's Sorry. just keep the people wanting. <laughs> it's it a mom later. thing to do. You tell the kids stories. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I know. I was like, we have the two people on that could probably tell the most embarrassing stories about. Us. I know. <laughs> oh, do we get that oh, question? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. I don't Kelsey, think so. what are you doing? <laughs> I know. Sorry. I was thinking about on the way here. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> this could go bad. <laughs> Anyways, this is our podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> so we could talk about the flu that night. The flu oh, hit our house. No. No, we don't need to talk about that. Oh. No. Although I did tell someone recently about the most, the prettiest vomit experience I've ever had. I think you, I think I was there when we <laughs> talked about that. We, were, we talked about it for 30 minutes. So. Let's not recreate <laughs> that again. <laughs> Blueberries and strawberries and raspberries. Kelsey, we said we're we were going to talk, gonna talk we're, about it this. It was so pretty. Oh, Anyways, <laughs> moving on to our next segment, I think, right now. 30-30. Um, do you have one? I do. I also have one. Do you tell me who should go? Uh, I'll do this one. You do the next one. Okay, because you'll probably have more to talk about with mine. Deal. Exactly. Unless yours <laughs> oh. is mine. Okay. No, it's not. There's no way yours is mine. Mine is purely <laughs> this. I've been watching a lot of Frasier. Okay. Um, I've been watching a lot of Frasier because Frasier is the best. You know who makes you feel good about yourself? Frasier. You know who just fails at life all the time but is still happy? Frasier. Uh, you know who has delightful slapstick comedy that helps soothe you and nice soft jazz so you fall asleep? Frasier. Um, but you know who also wrote on Frasier? Jack Burdett. Oh, Jack Burdett. Jack okay. Burdett. Okay. One of our beloved 30 Rock writers is a regular writer in the first, at least uh, so far, three seasons of Frasier. Okay. So that is what I've been doing. I'm watching a lot of Frasier. That's and cool. And Jack Burdett was a writer on it. And so you could see that same sort of great joke construction. That's but are classic. you noticing that? Because I just remember when we realized uh, Carlock wrote on Friends, suddenly it was like, oh, like noticing his little things. I would say... The amount of jokes, I would say it's not quite the joke density of 30 Rock, but I would say it is very joke heavy. They're very well. I would just say the joke construction I w- I w- is of equal complexity and impressiveness to me okay. in the two. So I can't 100% call it, but Frasier is one of the great sitcoms as is 30 Rock. So that's the connection I'll I like make. It. I'll keep an eye on that and I'll update y'all if I seem like this is a very classic 30 Rock joke. Please do. Um, I would say NBC brand joke and I keep forgetting that Frasier is CBS. Ooh, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it's bad. I just keep thinking it's an NBC show. It's not. It was CBS. Because it was that good that it should have been an NBC it show. It should have been an NBC <laughs> show. Oh my gosh. I so that. yeah, that's my 30-30. Cool. Did you guys think of anything that you had seen a 30 Rock person in or not? If not, it's really okay and we'll cut this out. Seen a 30 Rock person in another show. Mm-hmm. Besides Buzz Aldrin. Oh, no. Let's do that. I like Let's that Let's talk about Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. So the episode today, Buzz Aldrin pops up in. And so we'll Carrie talk with about that C in depth. and Carrie with a K, you have the experience as well that you guys have experienced part of Buzz Aldrin and who he is. And I don't know how to phrase this. <laughs> Where saw. were you when we Buzz Aldrin walked on the moon? I was in San Diego. Our family was on vacation with other families. And all the adults went in one room to watch Undisturbed, and all the kids got shoved into the other room, and we were watching on TV. The parents weren't. Oh, <laughs> so the parents <laughs> were watching. Un- I thought another. Undisturbed was a show, and I'm like, no. they're watching Undisturbed, no. and you're watching the movie. That's also the last title something would be called in the f- in the 60s is Undisturbed. Undisturbed. It would be like Mickey Max Playhouse or something cute. <laughs> Undisturbed is not something you call something in the 60s. Very true. 
Santa were you guys being loud during the moonwalking? The moonwalk? <laughs> they were moonwalking. Probably. They were, they were kids. <laughs> but didn't you understand the gravity of what was happening? Or lack thereof. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Well done. <laughs> Kelsey uh, wins. Kelsey wins the podcast. I just didn't like Thank the little you. kids that were hanging out in the room, and I wanted to go hang out in the grown-up room, and I got really oh, annoyed. I oh, boo. The little boys were telling dirty jokes, and I just <laughs> didn't think that was appropriate. And my <laughs> six-year-old self was fully disgusted. I didn't go in the other room. Did you, like, understand what was, like, why it was exciting and everything? Or No, but we had Tang, and we had freeze. <laughs> Your we family, like, planned. We had freeze-dried ice cream, and there were, like, space food sticks dang someone made an event so, of it for you guys well done we knew walking like on the moon was important because we got better food in our lunch boxes that's right <laughs> so that's that right. was important did you know at that moment watching it oh this is stanley kubrick directed and fake and done in a hollywood set you knew at the moment right you're like this is fake i don't believe this no, <laughs> no. we didn't even have star wars yet it didn't occur to us someone could make this up right <laughs> right that's fair that's fair that's right you mom you said you didn't watch it i didn't watch it because we were on vacation at, in a ghost town in colorado where okay. there was no there was no electricity there was no t- television that's but such bummer of planning yeah but but somebody a family friend kept the newspaper um the, from that day for us so we had it and i you know they walked the man walked on the moon i can see it as big as day and then there was another moon i don't think it was that one where they when they lifted off it must have been from that one when they lifted off there was music being played and i don't remember for stars and stripes but nobody i remember houston they couldn't figure out where the music had come from and it was the astronauts yeah had played the music from space as they were lifting off isn't that kind of cool that's so cute they like coordinated just didn't tell yeah yeah huge secret yep i like that did um i'm trying weren't we in florida are you in Florida when another space thing? When I was, explode, I, I, right? I, um, the Challenger? I was there yeah. not for the Challenger when this would have been 19, shoot, when? I gotta think, I was pregnant with you. Oh, so it was 89, I'm pretty sure. So well, it would have been 88 when the next one was going up after there'd been an explosion in 86 when the, when the Challenger exploded. And then the next space, the next space shuttle that went up it was coming down in or it was going off in like august or september of 88 and we were in florida and um, i remember standing on my in-laws their balcony in daytona beach and i pulled the tv out on the balcony and we're all watching it because the first one the when it had blown up it had it was like two minutes and 37 seconds yep um in no 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 that was a different one this was an earlier one that's right. I forgot about the teacher one. That was a different year. But I remember being there in Florida and just people, everyone stops on the side of the road. I mean, it's a big deal to see these things take off into space. You know, have you ever been, have you been to Cape Canaveral? Have you ever, mm-hmm. have you been Not there? Something's launched, but yeah. yeah. It's impressive it's just to see the size of those. They're huge. And They're and huge. how small the capsule is. Yes. Yes. And this monster, monster machine there that's going to launch this thing up into space. It's crazy. Yeah. And that's happened in our lifetime. I mean, what will happen 50 years from now, you know? Mm-hmm. We'll all have our jetpacks and we can just zoom, on, zoom off to the moon. I was going to say, Elon Musk's, uh, just his head attached to a rocket itself will be yes. leading us. There you go. Space. There you go. Uh, kept alive go. through cryogenerating. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> My mom's making that face she always makes when I make a joke where she was like, you're saying things? I don't know what they are. I was, no, I was thinking, didn't he send up like a Tesla? And I, I was thinking about crashing into that, but then you're picturing his head on a rocket and it's a little more disturbing. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, that's really fair. It's really fair. Fair enough. Oh, I love you, mom. <laughs> um, okay, perfect. Well, I like that. that was should, good I know that was fun to talk about. We're going to get more into Buzz Aldrin in a bit because I loved it. Yes. But should we get into this or was there something else or should we get into the episode? All right, Kelsey, you want to take us away? Let's do it. So we today are talking about season four, episode 20, The Moms, which is why our moms are here today. If we hadn't explained that already, then I just, (laughs) goodbye. That's why they're here. (laughs) By the way, this is a mom-themed episode. Also, so this air date was May 6, 2010, which was exactly eight years ago today that we're recording. Cool. May 6. Um, We planned that, by the way. Um, <laughs> writers were Kay Cannon and Robert Carlock, which mm-hmm. classic been, pair. We like them a lot. And director was John Riggs. So like, this is a, a solid episode. I like it. Um, my recap for the episode is that the moms are here, which is awesome in theory, but isn't perfect. Jenna is thrilled. Verna is there to support her, but really Verna is just there to pick up money for a little extra support for herself. <laughs> <laughs> well Colleen, played, Kelsey. <laughs> Colleen shows up for Jack and is quick to call him out on his juggling act. And Margaret is there without a single cruel intention, but ends up shaking Liz's reality that ends with her yelling at the moon. <laughs> there we go. And then some other stuff happened, but yeah. All right. Let's start with this episode. What should let's I, I don't even know how to go about this episode. Um, there's so many things happening. Yeah. I yeah, I have there's there's no rhyme or reason. I just immediately want to talk about Bitch Hunter. <laughs> it bookends the show. It bookends the show. <laughs> it's one of my favorite running jokes. Oh, this was gonna be my other thirty thirty because I'm really excited. Will Farrell is doing did you see that he him and Molly Shan they're doing those two characters they did for the Rose Parade for the Royal Wedding? Yep, I saw that. I have so have you guys seen this? I told you about it. I'm so excited for that. He's the best, but this is one of my favorite cameos on the show, mm-hmm. is him as Bitch Hunter. Did you see who wrote the episode of Bitch Hunter? Uh, it was Carlock. Right? No, it was um, Jack Burdett and Matt, Matt Weiner. I read I read that somewhere. And you know one. who Matt Weiner is, right? He was on another one. No, He's Matt Weiner before. is the creator of Mad Men. Oh, that's which is what's fun, because there. later in this episode, there's, there's the a whole... lot of Sterling Cooper jokes. Yes. So they just have a very unique relationship with with uh, mm-hmm. Mad Men, which cracks me up. But I just love that bitch hunter intro immediately. Are you yes. sure you should be saying that with your mothers in the room? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's Female a- dog hunter. <laughs> um <laughs> You guys aren't even cringing at all as you say that. Just Sorry. It's, when it, it's easier to get away with it when we're it. quoting something. It's I, not like if I was calling it to someone, you'd see me like, I have a Leslie Nope response to that word, but it's the title of a very funny show. So <laughs> put down the mimosas. <laughs> Makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So let's just talk. This episode opens up with Liz walking in that she needs approval for the hotels for the moms. Mm-hmm. Her, and she called it her, his Lucretia Mott. What is that? I forget. She's like a feminist writer from like the 1800s or something. I don't know. I can go. I meant to Google it and I forgot my phone's in the other room, but <laughs> she's like a famous feminist. So I thought it was her way of saying something that isn't the, your John Hancock. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I didn't realize that's what that was. <laughs> um, and then they're really quickly realizing, oh, crud, it's Mother's Day. Ja- so because our moms are not incredibly familiar with 30 Rock, the relationships between the moms, I'm sure, is a little bit interesting kind of to watch the different ones so jack's relationship with his mom who is elaine stritch she's so funny who is fantastic she's so funny is her name in the show um jack's dad wasn't really around when they were growing up and so they just have this this tough relationship and jack or colleen loves jackie but is rough with him and it just kind of causes them problems they just always fight they always fight and she always undermines him but yes. out of love out of love we think we think <laughs> most of the time but this one's interesting because he's at this uh, in- intense crossroads yeah. where he's in love with two different women and they're like he's hit her with his car before <laughs> his mother yeah not on purpose but after he 
after he hit her, he waited like seven minutes before calling 911, trying to figure out whether he should call 911 or not. Um, they have a rough <laughs> Kelsey, your mother looks horrified. I love this show. <laughs> like, yeah, it's uh, but the relationship is turning a corner as we're seeing even throughout this mm-hmm. episode. So that's one of the moms, and then one of the other mom relationships. So we've got we've got Jack and Elaine Stritch. Mm-hmm. We've got obviously Liz and her mom. Her mom who the actress's name is Anita Gillette and Margaret Lemon is her name in the show. And they're just, they're a wholesome family that there's the mom and the dad, the dad's name is Dick Lemon. And then their son has kind of a disease, sort of like 51st dates, but he forgets things, uh, I guess every day. So it's the same, or he's, and he's stuck in when he's 18 years old and it's it's played by Andy Andy Richter, Andy Richter, who's not 18 years old. Um, and he just thinks he's still in high school. Um, and so that's, the relationship is mostly good, but then you learn that like her family wasn't thrilled the fact that she was the first female football player at her high school. And it's like, it's white Haven football and you ruined it. And they from white Haven, Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah that's um, so their, their relationship is, is interesting. I love Frank and his mom played by Patty Lapone, the amazing, mm. delightful, which by the way, I noted at the end of this episode when all the moms sing, she sings like she's this incredible Broadway singer. Both her and Elaine Stritch that I was reading on the uh, either Wikipedia or AV Club that they both intentionally sang off key. I noticed yeah. that she sang really weird. I'm like, it's Patty Lapone. I, I heard her on Crazy Ex Girlfriend. She's incredible. Yeah. And they had her sing badly, which weirded me out. Yeah. And same. Yeah. So they, they have, man, their actresses on this show are fantastic. Mm-hmm. They get the best people. Um, then I'm sure you've kind of picked up on Jenna's relationship with her mother, Verna. Verna um, that she is, she's showed up a couple of times before and Jack has Once. to bribe. Only once. It's only once. Only once. Um, has had to bribe her to come back and be a mom, basically by paying her X amount of dollars, and it's it's rough. <laughs> well, that's yeah. I wondered if he was paying all the moms to be there, no. just this one. Just okay. Verna. Just Verna. She's special, which and that's played by Jan Hooks. Which if I had done my thirty thirty, um, I'll talk about Jan Hooks, I guess, in our next episode. But she's on Tina Fey's dream team. If she could put together a sketch team with eight people, Jan Hooks is one of them. Um, and then Lutz's mom, Lutz is played by uh, John Lutz is the actor, and he played John he plays Lutz his and own his mother, mom so mom. Show. which was so funny. Um, and then Tracy's fake mom, Novella Nelson. Um, we've never seen her before. She's fresh. She and looks new. a lot like him. Like she I know totally they're joking, does. but it really threw me how much she looks like him. And then Danny, his mom is the Japanese woman who he finds out that he's adopted. He's adopted. So that was classic. That- <laughs> I thought that was like some weird Woody Allen joke. So I was much oh, happier where it went. Enough, I was yeah, like, yeah. is this some like weird? whatever Woody Allen's wife's name. Like, is this some weird dynamic like that? And then it went much funnier for me, which was like, oh, he didn't know he was adopted. Great. Safer. (laughs) Yeah. That could have been rough. (laughs) It was, I was, I was like, Ooh, are we talking about this? Um, I love how quickly in the episode that we like just meet all the pa- the moms and their dynamics that we really quickly have like Liz's mom trying to like leave a tip at the craft services table and you get Frank's mom showing the picture. Why is my Frankie not up on the wall? Because my Frankie's the best. And here's a picture. <laughs> of him in a bathtub as a before senior. his prom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so many things. Wrong I know. With I that. heard you laugh at that joke, mom. And I was like, yes, yes. Um, and then, oh, we also get a Scotty Pippen reference reference in this episode, which happens all the time in 30 Rock. Scotty Pippen is their go to basketball player. That they make. Fun OK, of. I again was like, as I'm watching, I'm like, shoot, who's Scotty Pippen? <laughs> We've gotten in trouble before for not knowing so Scottie. many times. Chicago Bulls. <laughs> Got it. We've talked about this and gotten in trouble about it many times before. Um, and then we learn about Tracy and his mom that her name might be Cheryl. And you guys both laughed. I marked that down. You guys both laughed at that. Her name might be Cheryl, and she was wearing a red, red shirt, shirt in 1984. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's a that's a great joke that's a great tracy joke man it's so good Mm -hmm. okay so let's just follow the different mom storyline so let's start with jenna and verna so verna's there and she's all lovey-dovey with jenna and shows up with the outfit that she wants them to wear which, which is that romper that she's clearly trying to sell and we've seen before that verna tries to be sort of crafty in a previous episode she's selling jewelry um <laughs> jewelry like earrings made out of with pigeon feathers in it um that's oh. what she's making and providing to them that hey, gross yeah it's not the best um so she's there and when to get her money from jack and she's got the meat um doesn't need an implant but she's got the meat for the extra support um and then it's just funny because verna is just so upset that jenna doesn't isn't responding the way she would want to even though she's being paid to be there like she's such a ridiculous figure i really enjoy i enjoy the verna plot line always it's always the sad i would say it's obviously the saddest plot line right Mm -hmm. this idea of she has to be paid to be there but her bedazzling work always destroys me it's so (laughs) funny what did it say on the back of that romper it was like Uh, jenna's mom's daughter Daughter, daughter that's what it was yeah yeah, yeah. Jenna's, mom's. jenna's mom's daughter it's so thank you mom i appreciate that <laughs> it's so dumb and i just love her response when jenna like she's like well, yeah we're not in florida they're like whoa that's great where can i get one like her like yeah. yelling response of how people in florida <laughs> holy crap <laughs> yeah it made me laugh so hard i love that actress i think she's really funny yeah she's mm-hmm. great and then so that one just ends with i thought it was funny that she was so upset she's like i need my extra money i need my extra money but she couldn't wait 24 hours for it. Like, she's like, I need it now where I'm leaving. And he's like, or I can give it to you now and you're going to stay till tomorrow anyway. So why not just get the money tomorrow? I don't. Sometimes the logic on this show. Kelsey has a bone to pick. I do sometimes. It happens. It's all right. Um, but then that storyline just ends with she sticks around. Right? Yeah. She stays. She stays. She sings on stage. She because good. Jenna shows up wearing the romper. Exactly. Though she was going to stay anyway. And yeah. then Jenna happened to be wearing the romper. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. The Verna one makes me sad. Yeah. Verna's sad. It's not the fun storyline. No. That they, they basically, Jenna's probably the most broken character on the show and it explains it. Mm-hmm. So. Um, let's, Mrs. Lutz, there's nothing to say other than the fact that, again, it's John Lutz in a wig and a beautiful silver bob wig, <laughs> which I love, and that pink sweater. And then I just love how quickly he slash she is like, my John, like trying to get Liz to date John. And then the moment she finds out it, her, Liz's age, she's like, my John is looking for a greener banana. <laughs> makes me laugh. That's her entire storyline, but it kills yep. me. I want to, again, that's another, like, I want to be in the room. They're like, what if Lutz plays his own mom? Does that somebody in either the AV Club article or Wikipedia, they were saying that they didn't know if that was intent that if they wanted to present that like Lutz looks so much like his mom or if they wanted to present it that like Lutz doesn't have a mom. It's Lutz dressing as himself, which also is not surprising. Mm-hmm. Both of those because Lutz has had a fake girlfriend in the past. I mean, not a fake girlfriend. He has a website with proof on it. <laughs> <laughs> Backslash proof. Karen. Oh, it's okay. poor Lutz. All of these characters are very broken in other ways. <laughs> very different ways. They're very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's Lutz's and yeah that's Lutz's storyline um, I don't know should we hit on Liz's I want to hit on Liz's let's talk about Liz's this one hurts I want to start off by saying what I love about this episode I'm going to get n- annoying for a sec but particularly for you two who don't watch the show Liz Lemon her character for the entire show goes on this really interesting journey she starts off as this kind of bitter grumpy trying to figure out what she wants in a bad relationship woman at the first season and we have to get her all the way to where she ends up in the seventh season with, without going to detail it's a pretty happy ending right but she goes on this whole journey through the show and right now in season four where we're at with her is she's realizing the men she's dating are not great and she's trying to figure out what's going on to cause that because she's almost 40 she doesn't have the things she wants 
wants. And this season in particular is her hitting rock bottom mm-hmm. before she figures out what she wants, really, and like and makes good healthy relationship choices. So we're seeing her at her worst. And this episode is her realizing how rock bottom she is in a lot of ways, where she just is like, there's no men. And she's realizing her expectations and relationships have been unhealthy. So she goes on this whole arc to have a happy ending, which... Again, it's hard. I don't want to give away what happens, but I love this season because we're watching her realize like, oh, wait, maybe I'm not making the choices that are going to bring me to where I want. What do I actually want? It's like a really cool journey. Um, I, that's why I like the show, what they do with this character. But this episode in particular, this spurs on her choices for the next like eight episodes or whatever of dating. Um, so her storyline here is really interesting to me. Yeah. So that's the context that we're bringing you into. Was that helpful at all? No, Probably that was not. Good. <laughs> you gave me that. I'm like, yeah, it was good. I don't know yeah, if that was no, 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 you guys at all. No, that was good. That was good. <laughs> so we basically just hit her. She's uh, she's single. She's been doing like dating events and whatever. She's yeah. dated guys she doesn't like. And it's this episode. She's just like, it's not me. It's the world. And the moms are going to challenge her on that. So I was I was curious what you guys, I don't know. Like I'm intrigued by the advice the moms give her in this episode. Because I actually don't 100%. I go back and forth. I go back and forth on this advice. This idea that like, oh, you're 40. You've already met him. I'm like, well, all right. Let's well, and calm like, down. And, and, yeah. So I'd be curious what you guys thought of their advice. I'd also be curious is does the advice change when you're talking to an almost 40 year old versus talking to an almost 30 year old? Like, is there a time where you think that somebody should be like, you should find like I, I'm curious if the advice actually changes depending on who the age of someone you're talking to though we'll say it's very situational I think and you don't have to you don't have to dole out advice for the listeners <laughs> but it's very situational because it has so much to do with her and like the person and the sort of choices they're making previously which you have not seen because you do not watch the show <laughs> so there is that but I don't know what did you guys think about this you're watching a very specific romantic arc you're both wise women in good marriages like what did, do you have thoughts on this or just kind of like it's a dumb show we also read into it very strongly <laughs> we, we we had a guest I'm recently like remind it. us of that and they're like you guys know this is fake right <laughs> we're like stop it it's not don't tell us that <laughs> well i i think that the advice you would give a 20 year old would be different than the advice you give a 30 year old mm-hmm. i don't know that there'd be a big difference between 30 and 40 mm-hmm. okay um it seems to me more like younger people have unreasonable expectations mm-hmm. of relationships and um I don't know about you, Carrie, but I've talked a lot with with my own friends about when we're talking about our kids who are all in their 20s and their expectations of relationships are very different than our generation. In our generation, women usually didn't even go to college. I mean, they could, but most of us didn't. We were expected to get a job at 18 and you moved out on your own and you settled down and you got married. And now the generation has so many more opportunities. Mm -hmm. You've just got a world of choices at your hands. You can travel anywhere. I know you both love to travel and experience new things and meet people. And, and particularly young women throughout history have desperately wanted the opportunities that you guys have. It makes sense to me that you would wait a little longer to settle down. Mm-hmm. That you take advantage of these wonderful, wonderful opportunities the world's now providing. So you get your education and you, you experience work and you, you're a richer, fuller person when you bring that to a relationship. So it makes sense to me that everyone's marrying a little bit later now. Mm-hmm. And um, so I don't know that I would tell someone that they were being, well, I don't know the character well enough to say if she was being too picky. It's it's hard to say. Um, from the jokes about the astronaut and thing, I have to, <laughs> I, I have to assume, yeah. <laughs> Unreasonable expectations. 
It is funny. That's so funny. She's like, it's not a Prince Charming. It's astronaut Mike Dexter, <laughs> <laughs> who's a runner in this. That, I, yeah. that uh, There's an actor who plays her fantasy husband for this whole season, and he shows up in this last episode. Yeah. It's very funny because she has to like look her dreams in the eye, and then he is very creepy. We'll ha- get that in the next episode. <laughs> yeah. He's very creepy to her, and she has to go, well, all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I like the way her mom pulls her back to, to Liz's father. That this is ultimately what a good man is. A good man isn't isn't someone who you dream about and, you know, has this fabulous career and, you know, it, that it comes down to character. Mm-hmm. And I like that that's what she figures out at the end is that it really comes down to character. Those are reasonable expectations that mm-hmm. you want to keep high. That's lovely, Mom. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> that's so good. Car- what do you think? Well, I'm just sitting here shaking my head you know, <laughs> because, yeah, you know, the man that, well, you know, I got married young mm-hmm. um, because we were, he was from back east. I was here. We met. It didn't make any sense to not be married mm-hmm. um, because to, well, not that I would have, but in, in my generation, you didn't live with somebody before you got married. Mm-hmm. You just, you just didn't do that. That right. wasn't part of society at all. Yeah. Um, and, and we were ready to be married, you know, and, and yes, we were young. I ha- I got married two weeks after I turned 20, mm-hmm. um, but we knew we knew we were making that commitment. We were in for the long haul. Um, I know I hadn't traveled. I hadn't hadn't done those things, but we've done that as a couple. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've we've done that now. Um, when you guys also didn't have kids immediately. True. We yeah. waited. We <laughs> waited. I wasn't mm-hmm. ready. I was ready to be <laughs> married. I wasn't ready to be a parent. Mm-hmm. You know. So I'm I'm very thankful for those years that we had where it was just the two of us. Um, but I think character is a huge thing. You know, I, I hear young women today talking about, you know, they're waiting for their Prince Charming and, you know, (laughs) you know, Prince Charming doesn't really exist. You know, I mean, honestly, Mm -hmm. he was a, a fictional character. Um, and you, you find, you find the man that touches your heart. You, you find that spouse that you could, someone you can walk through life the rest of your life with, that you're making that commitment. So, um, you know, and that's, yeah, I felt that way at 20. I, I feel that way today. I look at my husband and think he's perfect for me. He's everything that he brings out the best in me. And hopefully I only bring out the best in him. This mom advice is so good. I love it. Just once a season. (laughs) I know, right? Just come on and speak truth to everyone. This is so nice. No, I appreciate this because I I, I find this uh, this episode's really good because it forces Liz to look at her life, but I don't 100% agree with what the moms say. Mm -hmm. And I think where we see the show goes, they aren't 100% right. They're right to tell her she's being too picky and she has unreasonable expectations. But then Elaine, uh, then Elaine Stritch's advice, I think is bad. Well, you know what's funny? Because when I think of like unreasonable expectations, like I think about your mom, about my grandma, how, and if I get this story wrong you can correct me but i remember her that when grandma and your biological dad divorced and that when she was like i'm not gonna get married again okay if i'm gonna marry again here are the 37 very specific qualifications if i'm gonna get remarried he has to meet every single and they were ridiculous things like very very pinpointed things about what the man that i will have to get will have to meet in order for me to get married and in walks my grandpa and met bam 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 every single one of them like you want to see picky here's picky and here's the man that fit it because it was the person she was supposed to be with um so that's i'm curious like i i all to say i'm curious if can you imagine getting to a point where you tell somebody like like maybe you are being too picky maybe your stand like i think there's a difference between pickiness and standards i would think like if you want you're looking for six foot whatever blonde like is that really as important as like what's in their heart like i don't know i'm 
I don't know. It's just kind of interesting. I think there's a difference between pickiness and standards. Mm-hmm. And at one point, at what point though, do you say, <laughs> maybe that's not quite as important i don't know yeah i think the key is you don't ever want to feel Did I get that story about Craig? yeah okay. yeah but and yet and yet the the pickiness her her list was there were incredibly incredible reasons for each one yeah. of them um that were very very wise when you look back on it you know she wanted for my mom to remarry she wanted to marry someone who hadn't been married before because she knew she was going to be bringing baggage yeah. into a relationship and didn't want to have to deal with that baggage um didn't want to deal with an, with an ex-spouse with stepkids just on a selfish that that we were going to bring enough in on this side of the thing um but i think in in being picky and and stuff i think you're right it's just it's the standards but you don't ever want to feel God, you know i hear girls you know like oh you know i could i could settle for that you mm. know and, and that to me that's a that's a danger word i think in a relationship that you're that you're settling you know yeah. um you you have to be okay with with the direction things are going but i think i think saying i've settled um is is just breeding some unhealthy future yeah things well, and i got to remember i feel like i remember you talking about like it, i think it was your guys premarital counseling talking about how like had a list of like all things that you would change about whoever you're going to get married. And they were like, cool, now throw that away. You're not marrying them to change them. So you're not, you're marrying them. I don't know if in spite is the right word. Cause even that sounds negative. Like here's the things that maybe don't that, that you might consider settling, but you're not settling, you're accepting and you're loving those. And for better, for worse, that's what you got. And if it changes, cool. If not, you're still going to love them for who they are. Uh, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, in some ways the idea of these moms giving advice to younger people, on relationships is almost impossible. It's almost impossible for us to do because the world you guys live in is so different mm-hmm. than our world. I I don't know if there's ever been a point in history where things have changed as drastically. The way you meet people now, you know, the, the influence that social media and the internet have on your lives is so different than anything we experienced. And it, it was changing in the 70s, early 80s when we were looking to marry ourselves. But... Even at that point, we had defined roles. You were looking for a man who wanted to provide for a family. And if a man, you know, a man wasn't really a man until he settled down and got married and had some kids and Mm -hmm. bought a house. And if a man wanted to be respected, that's what he did. And so men knew that was their responsibility. And they were to find a woman who would make a good wife and mother and housekeeper. And the expectations were clearer then. Now you're looking just for companionship. Hmm. And how does someone else tell tell you how to find that person that you could stay good companions with for the next 40, 50, 60 years? Um, it's more about being the right person, being that companion, so you don't have to look for the person who will make you happy. It's not about what you can do, it's who you are. Yeah, yeah. and who is the person that you want to make happy for the next 60 years? Hmm. What are you willing to go through to make sure that they are happy? And that's a that's a trickier thing to try and advise on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I man, I wish Liz Lemon were here. She could really use all this advice. <laughs> this is good stuff. Much better than like you've probably already met him. <laughs> this Go is back a, down your trail. This of is a plot. Men. De- this is clearly not a plot device. <laughs> Kimmy, we can play this game of if our parents, our moms told us to go find one of our exes. Oh. Let's that'd be a fun this game. This is not to a not fun play. game. Let's never play that nope. game ever. <laughs> nope to that game. Anyway, so Liz this is learns. Good. Thanks, mom. That was great. <laughs> so Liz learns that 
all Liz has ever wanted is to marry astronaut Mike Dexter. This has been a dream that has reoccurred many times, and she's referenced. It's always that actor. It cracks me up. It's that it, guy. His name's that, Michael Anderson, I think his name I is. I swear to God, I pardon my life. Sorry, I swear <laughs> in front of my mother. I swear I saw him in a... In a John in, Anderson. In a movie, in a, in a, at a movie theater in... Oh, see, I'm doing it. I swear I saw him at a movie theater in NoHo. I was, sitting, <laughs> I was in line to buy popcorn. I'm like, that is astronaut Mike Dexter. That is astronaut Mike Dexter. And John then, Anderson, if you're out there listening to this and you would love to talk about your time on 30 Rock, mm, call me. We would love to spend time. You should have asked him time. for his autograph as Mike Dexter. Excuse me, astronaut Mike <laughs> Dexter? It probably wasn't him. It probably I was at the Lemley and I was excited. Anyway, continue. Oh, he has not been in many things. He Did you watch Mozart in the Jungle? Uh-huh. Yeah, he was in three episodes of that. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a good, that's a good, mm-hmm. uh, three uh, reoccurring? That's a great gig. Yeah, he was in three episodes. Good for Vinny. him. He was man number one in the first episode and then he was <laughs> Vinny the next two episodes. Oh, so he got named. That's good. If you you get a name, that means they like he you. He also played Tom Brady in an, an you know I see it. Dome. You yeah. know I see it. He Ooh, looks he like Tom Brady. I love Quantico. Oh, that's a conversation for another day, Kelsey. <laughs> All right, but let's talk. so I, I like that she talks to her mom, and her mom was like, "Oh, the I, I found. I know you'll find the love of your life. I found him, and then it's not her father. Yeah. And we get this great oh flashback. It's such a good twist of a joke. We get this great flashback with Liz with the fifties bangs yes. hair with astronaut Mike Dexter, and then I just love that bit. She's like, "I was at secretarial school. I got hired by Sterling Cooper, which is the ad agency and Mad Agency okay. and Mad, which huh? I paused <laughs> to make sure." you understood because i find that joke so funny i don't know why i just think it's so funny well did you or like like my grandma went to secretarial school i remember yeah yeah that that's what you did you you got out of high school and you went on to become a secretary typewriters steno and steno where they wrote the shorthand and all the funny stuff i only know this because i've seen how to succeed in business without really trying many times (laughs) thanks mom thanks mom Oh man! Um, but yeah, so the, then there's just all the awkward things that she says when she's talking to younger her. Um, <laughs> ignore that, younger me. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and then it leads Liz to finding out that Buzz Aldrin is in town because he was at a <laughs> Murdoch's twister party, regular party. Sorry, regular party. Um, and she shows up. And the thing, you know, what's funny is all I think about this right now is John Glenn died within the last year. I think, right? Didn't mm-hmm. he just die last year? And when John Glenn died, somebody tweeted us something about it, and I was like, oh, he died. And I posted this scene, not putting together that John Glenn that never went and to Buzz the Aldrin were not the same. Oh also, Lord. that John Glenn never went to the moon. He just orb. He was the first man to orbit. He, he the orbited. Earth. Like I just like then I posted it, and somebody Thanks, was like, Carrie. uh that's not the same person and I'm like on a plane like delete 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 because I was man that would have been unfortunate <laughs> how like, emba- four people how saw embarrassing it. Kelsey oh, man mixing up your astronauts <laughs> Um, you look like an astronaut. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you laugh at that one. Sure, mops. <laughs> <laughs> I also rolled my eyes. <laughs> but luckily that doesn't translate to a podcast. No. So everyone just thinks that you think I'm funny. <laughs> As you're doing another visual gag there. I, I like it. So she learns that Buzz ha- wouldn't have been the right choice for her mom anyway. Um, that secretary school was definitely the way to go um, or go- getting hired over there. Yeah. And, and marrying Don Lemon. Yes. And marrying good old Don. Good old Lemon. Don Lemon. Because Buzz Aldrin was years of drinking and waking up in the aerospace museum with a revolver in his <laughs> jean shorts. Good yeah. Man. They never went past that. Like why? <laughs> why? Isn't that the beauty of it? I, if, if we had. So this is we've only watched one other episode together pre-recording with the guest. Like we've never really. And, and that was we'd both watched it before and had our notes taken. We were really watching for the guest's sake this is the first time we've like watched an episode to take notes for it and so 
I didn't do my normal research as mm-hmm. much as I would have, where I would look to see Kelsey's if that actually, like, let the audience. I'm, I want all, you to I'm know. sorry. I'm not as prepared as normal. Um, but I'm curious if he actually did that. It would not surprise no, me. No, he did not. Actually you do don't that. think so? No, the man. Oh my God, Kelsey, the man did not wake up in the air and space. Museum I don't know. With a revolver so, in his that's jean so short. I would like to interject too, though, that in the olden days, men did wear jean shorts. I, I know they did. Not that's true. <laughs> Everyone knows. Like that, that's what you had to interject. About. I know. I know. She's like men carried guns <laughs> in their jeans in their jorts. I'm like, oh, um, the western. Uh, when's the like last time you saw a guy in jean shorts? So. Uh, you'd be surprised. Actually, I live in Silver Lake. <laughs> um, <laughs> not not in the OC, but yeah, yeah no, fair no. enough. No, you are right. I just Kelsey, I will bet you twenty dollars <laughs> that Buzz Aldrin never woke up drunk in an air and space museum with a revolver. Buzz in Aldrin shorts. nearly died at the South Pole. That makes more sense to me. He's a thrill seeker. You can't be, if you're an astronaut, like how do you get your kicks post space? There's never anywhere more extreme you're going to go. I walked on the moon. <laughs> I walked on the moon. Exactly. It's the I ultimate. Just, the things that he, they yell at the moon, are just, that's just my favorite part. That's adorable. I walked on your face. And that he's like having the conversation is like, go like he, yeah at first i'm like at first i thought what's he what's he talking to and then i realized oh he's yelling at the moon yeah because the moon's out and it's daytime go yes. away mm-hmm. yeah i think that's one of my favorite third rock jokes of all time is that being like i walked on your face <laughs> go away don't you know it's daytime would you like to yell at the moon with buzz aldrin <laughs> stupid moon <laughs> uh, and she and i i get mad sometimes <laughs> It's so funny. She, it's a she as well. She, yes. Which we all do. But um, (laughs) no, I enjoy that joke very, very much. Yeah, I really like that one a lot. So basically Liz just comes to a place where she realizes that maybe that her, uh, what she was thinking of is the perfect love wasn't right and that maybe good love is what she should be going for not astronaut mike dexter mm-hmm. so this was a big growth moment for liz Definitely. god bless her i like it um i think we should talk about jack and his jack and colleen or oh, did you have something you want to say <laughs> nope you're good. <laughs> perfect <laughs> go oh, i'm man. kidding all right so jack and colleen so colleen's here and she so you guys don't know this but so jack has been juggling these two women for the past probably five or six episodes i think that one of them is somebody that he had a huge crush on in high school that popped back up into town um and he's like oh and then the other one's elizabeth banks who's the hot young new she's uh, a political correspondent sort of thing on she's like a TV fox shows. news like okay. fox and friends type of news yeah but more ec- uh, economics yeah and so he's got these and and nancy was was it was married and not really getting divorced and he's like well you know call me when you get divorced sort of a thing and there's there's this whole back and forth going um and so but they don't know about each other until this episode is when that all kind of um comes to fruition and and nancy lives in boston so there's not really the chance of them really running into each other so that's what the kind of the background is on this um so, oh, I'm confusing the next episode, too. Is a little what, bit, Is that what yeah. this from this episode? A no. little bit. No, basically, so this is the episode where Avery finds out. So there, Avery finds no out. No one else Nancy. knows. We haven't seen Nancy yet. Sorry. Nancy hasn't found out. So Avery knows. Colleen is getting involved. I like this episode because Colleen always meddles and makes his yes. life worse. And this is one of the first times we see that she has, she has very good intentions involved. And mm-hmm. she's basically trying to protect these women. Yeah. A little bit, even though she does it terribly in very old I fashion. I feel like that's very, like, because she's seen herself in that position before. I just thought she's like, you've got the chest of an altar boy. <laughs> <laughs> Push the TV paused at that the all <laughs> turd <Her> boy <laughs> exactly but that's a great great joke but i like this dynamic between jack and his mom i think it's very funny i yeah. love that actress i think is one of the great she's so funny on this mm. show i just love her very much yeah elaine stretch she's a um friend. but i do like that that comes out from her with with jack being like okay mom i want advice and her being like i can't give you advice um and i imagine like i'm not a mom um that that's got to be kind of a hard one that you like want to give your kid advice and they 
you either know you can't because you know they're not going to listen to you or you just know that they need to come to it on their own i don't know that's got to be a weird is that hard mom is that mom have i done that to you it's it's really hard to (laughs) not it's hard to not give advice it's very hard to you want to keep treating your kid like they're 16 years old mm-hmm. which she and does you know they're fully capable of making their own decisions and i know in our own family we've had situations where you call me and you do want advice and i know full well you can handle it on your own thanks and Mom, i that's try nice. and pull back and sometimes i still slip and end up saying what i think and end up <laughs> wishing i hadn't because the whole point is you're not trying to raise children you're trying to raise adults and so she's the goal like a, is to she's treat so you like good. <laughs> so, well, thank you. That's sweet. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I kind of like the way Colleen handled it. You like Colleen? Yeah, I kind of liked it. <laughs> I mean, imagine trying to raise this really intelligent, really capable young man. How do you train him to be responsible and as successful as he's capable of being? He would not be content in any ordinary life, somebody who's like that, I would think. Mm-mm. So it would take a really hard-nosed mom to push him and push him into what he should be. So, uh, you know, she was right. He shouldn't have been fooling around with two women. He needed to make up his mind. So, Or just be honest with him and say, I'm dating two women and let them deal with it how right. they wanted to. So I liked her. You laughed pretty hard when she was like, he'll take everything on the menu yeah, because he, he doesn't did. want to make a choice. You laughed hard at that. I was like, mom, mom, this is because that is it's the kind of thing you would find very funny. Like a tough parenting. I liked it. It made me laugh. But well, and it's a, it's a husband wife thing too. I mean, yeah. you know, sometimes you just have to push them. To, yeah. Just, he's not going to make a decision. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we were at, I was at a bachelorette party this weekend and they did like the thing where like they asked the groom questions ahead of time and then she had to try and guess what his answers so were. So the newlywed game pretty yeah, much? Basically, yeah, basically. Yeah. And one of the questions was something like, what's a pet peeve of yours that uh, that he what's a pet peeve of his of you and she was like nothing and <laughs> <laughs> he loves me implicitly <laughs> and he was like when she can't make a decision on the restaurant we're gonna eat and she's like oh yeah I do do that <laughs> like, yeah, that's gonna be what it is mm-hmm. like I have that issue in friendships too I can't like, yeah you just always end up at Chili's well duh Chili's Chipotle or Chick-fil-A the CHI places <laughs> just go to Chicago uh, it's true Chipotle Chipotle you're looking at Chai, me like Ch- Chai Town Chai Town yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then I the thing that I surprisingly enjoyed in this episode was how episode was how Avery handled it like that was oddly mature not that she like that she was like okay we hadn't discussed that we were exclusive I assumed we hadn't had that which is such a thing I think especially for like our generation right now that like sometimes you do end up because you're dating you're not in a committed relationship that you can have dates with multiple people until you have that conversation um which i feel like in past seasons i would have expected avery to just kind of explode and be like what and now she was like okay we haven't had the talk we're having that talk now <laughs> decide what you want and we'll talk about this later which i i was impressed by avery in this episode i feel like yeah she handles it well he he handles it like a baby um and uh, yeah. <laughs> she probably would have been better without him <laughs> yeah fair enough she's very mature she's very mature god bless her now is avery part of the show from the beginning no she popped in or mid this season mid this season yeah and she's gonna be on uh, maybe some seasons maybe not Who god, knows? she might get kidnapped by a dictator at one point <laughs> okay played by margaret cho <laughs> yes <laughs> oh it kills me her story might not be done yet <laughs> Yeah, um, there's hair on the mics. <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry. Um, let's talk real quick too about Tracy's story. Like, oh my gosh, uh, pajama always. Pajama oh always. Oh my word, that's my favorite. <laughs> I would buy those. 
Those that's are like <laughs> middle of the night watching TV and mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. She was so cute. Market that. Mm-hmm. You, could, you could do that like a commercial in the show. So those overalls. All right. Pajama always. I love those. It's so it would be old navy. That is who would make that product. <laughs> like she's a good actress. I bought those pajama rocks. <laughs> um I do you know, like the people that Tracy wanted to be his mom. Um Serena Williams. Serena Williams. <laughs> like she's younger than you. And then Felicia Rashad, which I was like, which is I think she's the mom from the Cosby show. Yeah, she's the mom. Which I was like, oh like that's an age appropriate. Like, all right, cool, cool. Or Serena Williams. Um <laughs> Yeah. Oh my goodness. And I we did didn't like even that. I wish that they had brought in a mom for Pete. I would Pete, love to see didn't, Pete's mom. Pete was only in this episode for a hot second, but he's the guy who was like, all right, Tracy, like, this is who your mom's going to be. Got Scott adds it's the actor. Um, but we didn't get a Pete mom. And he, he has a very sad life as well. But we didn't get to talk about that today. No. Nope. Um, I did want to look up. But I didn't have a chance to see who actually has the Guinness World Record for most car accidents in a single year. You know, I'm going to go on a limb and say they don't track that. Well, they should. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess this. I'm going to guess this. Um. I think, can we move to say, can I ask you, did you have any jokes or any particular things that made you laugh in this episode? Because I have like 80 I could list, right. but <laughs> anything in particular hit your funny bone? I don't know. It's more fun watching you laugh at the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the Amen. most mom answer. I right. love that. I like pickles in the creek and frogs in the kitchen. I'm sorry. That's not a song. <laughs> you just make me nervous. Well, I like, we didn't even talk about Kenneth. Man, they could have gotten Kenneth's mom on this Oh, my, well, she come, she'll show up. We'll see you, man. Oh but I love her, the whole thing between him and Colleen and Carl. I'm like, Carl, Keith, who am I? Am I? Am I? And Kenneth? Gosh, like, <laughs> and she kept escaping from him. That oh, was great. man. It's so funny. When he, like, Kenneth was in the corner counting till infinity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so sincere. Um, I also really, really liked the, uh, Verna with her whole, like, like those 16 hours I spent in labor, even though it was Margarita Monday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I did love that one. I liked the bit where she was like, I'm doing great things, Mom. I'm, do- I'm listening. I'm this, asking stupid questions during movies. Yeah. <laughs> my mom looked at me during that one. <laughs> um, two of my favorite um my mom moments during this episode um was definitely when the theme song came on my mom realized that that was what our theme song was (laughs) inspired by (laughs) because she couldn't figure out why she was was adorable well i'm racking my brain going have i played that where did that come (laughs) from are my kids playing that this season yeah (laughs) nope i thought that was adorable thank Um, you so much also after (laughs) when jenna and verna were hugging after the whole one, my mom goes, well, now I don't want to hug anybody. <laughs> I don't want to be thinking about that. <laughs> which, which it gave me a very weird throwback to, to junior high when one of my male friends was hugging somebody and she walked away and he goes, her bra was really tight. And I'm like, you can tell those things. <laughs> Harrison, I don't want to know these things. Oh, gross. Yep. Yep. Oh, gross. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really never hugging anybody I, I, ever again. I know, right? You're all <laughs> leave room for yeah. Jesus. We'll do those hugs. Like good, good, good old side, side hugs. hugs. Side hugs. Side, side hugs, hugs. Side good hugs old, are good. Good old side hugs. Um, I did want to ask, which we've talked about this a lot, but I'm here is like I want like we, you guys have given a lot of advice, which I think has been really fun to have this mixed in. But like this episode is really about like being moms and then also finding the ones. And I'm curious if you guys had any like one two sentence advice sort of things about regarding being mom and or relationships i guess the ones like ah this is like token advice granted my mom also gave a devotional all about being parents just earlier today that made me cry (laughs) 
<laughs> on relationships, yes. Yeah, I sat there and cried. I'm like, I'm fine. Well, I want to um, see you cry. Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I got the notes out in my car. Yeah, it was oddly emotional. It was very bizarre. I was like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> that was the whole, that it takes a village. Um, I, I did a whole devotion on it. It takes a village to raise a child. Um, and yet I was not going at it from the political. Did you know that's an African proverb? <laughs> yeah it's an African proverb and um and talks about how a village would help and now 50 years later we don't have villages we don't have people that we can turn to um to help raise to to help be a part of a family that and that's where because of the gr- a group we're involved in because yeah, of, because it was a church environment yeah in yeah. our church environment that we have friends that are raising kids the same way we are that we have we have our village we have our village with people doing the same thing. That's beautiful. But um, I am trying to think words of just being a mom. I, it's the best job I've ever done. It's the best job I've Aww, ever done. Oh, Kelsey. <laughs> My mommy loves me. <laughs> you did a really My other job. two sisters are fine, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm the star. I am the only you, thing this middle child gets. You're, no, the, you're the favorite middlest child. I am child, the favorite yes. middlest child. My mom's yeah. been very careful on that growing up that her favorite oldest daughter, her favorite middle daughter, <laughs> and her favorite youngest daughter. <laughs> Keywords. <laughs> we broke that code, though. <laughs> what about you, Miss Carrie with a C? Anything? I don't know. I used to have a lot of advice on parenting until I had my own kids. Mm-hmm, and uh, <laughs> a lot of that went out the window. I was really difficult. <laughs> I'm teasing. Mom, I'm teasing. You're fine. What was something on the show? Tracy Morgan said something about that. You can't choose your kid, your mom, and your mom can't choose you, even though we thought his mother was cast. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but yeah, we, all, we, we tend to have expectations of how kids will turn out, and it's much better to change your expectations and enjoy who they're turning out to be rather than trying to get them to fit some mold of what you think the perfect kid will look like and how that will reflect on you. It, it really doesn't. It's just enjoying who they are. Amen. <laughs> that's nice I have questions but I don't think I'm going to ask them on here <laughs> <laughs> how did you adjust your expert no, I'm kidding I'm not right. going to do that um, I also want to ask one because Mother's Day is this upcoming Sunday because it's releasing on the Tuesday before um, I know what my mom's answer is going to be but I would love to kind of just in general like what do Mother's Day is, mo- what does Mother's Day look like for the Lucas family and for the Lane family my mom's and middle names are both Lane the Carrie and Kelsey Lane uh, I'm, what do Mother's Day look like for, for you guys Carrie with a Z um, I don't, I'm, I'm not a person who needs a lot of tradition or, um, yeah, consistency with that. I'm a time person. So I really treasure it when the girls can take out time from their really busy schedule and spend a few hours with me. And what we do with that time doesn't usually matter too much. So I think we're baking this year. Making macarons. Oh, fun. We're, we're going to be adorable. The, the, like the, one, like the, pr- the sandwich macarons or like yeah, the, the swirly ones? ones. Okay. The, the cute, so, ones. yeah, we're going to try and make those. And it doesn't really matter whether it works or not. We're just going to spend the time making them and knowing what a sacrifice of their time that is. <laughs> yeah, we're giving up so much to make these cookies <laughs> I really want to eat. <laughs> You're so sweet. I'm so happy to be here. Are you kidding me? Well, you have like 20 other things you could be doing that weekend. And so well, that's very nice. I, I appreciate it. And so just having that time with them. One year we all went to the zoo together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there have been years where they've both been out of the country. And yeah. so I'm just grateful to have them around. So. Mm-hmm. How about you guys? What do you do? 
Oh, wait, I think I know this. Tell me. Let me see if yeah, I got it. You know what it is. We go to Felipe's. Yeah, I did know um, about For this French one. dip sandwiches downtown LA. And or we Philippe's, depending on yes, who you are. I, I have been going there since actually before I was born. I mean, mm-hmm. my, my m- mom, they lived in New York, in LA, and I was going there when my mom was pregnant with me. Um, and then when the girls were little, we would go, I would scout out a fast food establishment that had a one we hadn't been to that had a new a playground a new playground and we would go there for mother's day because the girls got to play alan and i got to sit and talk for a little bit uninterrupted (laughs) and it was just it was it was perfect because it wasn't a fancy schmancy restaurant that i'd be totally uncomfortable at and i wanted to be with my kids i i've never quite understood the whole mother's day things where the moms (laughs) get a day to themselves i'm like uh, okay um and then when the girls, when they all got to be old enough that they could un- understand. And so, and we go, we go in one car, we cram into one, we cram into the van because I want my family together so we can talk. And it's, it's really, it's the drive up there, it's eating and it's driving back home. And that's, that's all. So, and sometimes we have to swing by UCLA and hit Diddy Reese. Mm-hmm. Um, the essentials. But it's, but it's more, it's more the time. It's more the time. And, and we could choose a restaurant or something here. I know that I don't want to cook a meal. I, I know that I don't want to do that because everyone's got different choices. And so going out, but most places are so busy on, on a holiday. You can't go out. And, and Felipe's is only packed when there's a Dodgers game at the same time. Yes. <laughs> yes. But then usually it empties out pretty quickly. People are yeah. getting it, but it's, it's the whole, and it's just, it's just the fun. It's the fun tradition of doing it. Um, yeah. So I, but I don't know that we're doing it this year. We'll talk about that off the air. Yes. <laughs> no, well, we all hear your dad's doing a juice fast right oh, now. Oh, yeah. He's not so eating. he's not eating right now. So like, well, and like, and we've blender? done this before where we've, <laughs> we, we've, because we've talked with my little sister lives on the other side of the world. Sometimes we'll save it until she comes home um, for the summer to have a delayed Mother's Day because we've done it before. We've gone without her and I Photoshop her into the picture. Yeah. Um, and then people think she's home. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> well, you're very good at Photoshop. So that's not surprising. I can, at this bachelorette party this weekend, at one, one of the questions was like, who's the celebrity crush? And the, the, the groom to be, he said, uh, Ed Westwick from Gossip Girl. And Alyssa was like, uh, no, Ryan Gosling. But then I grabbed out my phone and photoshopped um ed westwick's head onto their engagement photos <laughs> <laughs> that's a picture of Matt or Alyssa. and oh, it was it was one of my favorites that's adorable um, yep, i'm all real quick throw it into the shared album there we go <laughs> mm. um uh, should we do favorite lines and call it uh yeah i feel like i yeah yeah, yeah. What oh was there, your also, line? there were frank hats as well that i did not um, there were two Frank hats, good pieces and touchdown. Frank um, is the the pic- senior picture high school bathroom. The gross thing. one with the mom, Patty Lapone, where she was like, "You don't have any photos of my Frank. Here's one of him in the That's bathroom." Right. He okay. always wears he needs hats. a haircut. Yes, yes. <laughs> He's, even to this day, he needs a haircut. Um, and so he has two hats, good pieces and touchdown. I also will mention that Elaine Stritch was nominated for an Emmy for outstanding act- guest actress in a comedy series for this, but lost to Betty White hosting SNL. <laughs> Damn it, Betty White is unstoppable. I know, man. Mm-hmm. You guys did com- did comment on Liz Lemon's clothing in this episode. Yes, oh my gosh. She had that mom. cute skirt and that It was so adorable. Belt. It was the plaid skirt, black and white plaid skirt. It fit with the old-fashioned thing it that did. was happening in this and episode. We, we, that's what board. we commented on. This like this is the first time in at least a season that we've thought, oh, well done, Liz. Yeah, she looked good. She looked, <laughs> she looked real good. real good in this episode. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good reminder, Mom. I'm glad you were here to listen to that. As Kimmy and I were like, oh, don't talk about this yet. We can't talk about this yet. <laughs> Um, I think my favorite line, which I think my mom laughed at this too, was when Jenna brings in the outfit that she wants them to wear. I love the idea of shared outfits. Here's this. And she's like, what? And she goes to rip it. She's like, 
that is quality stitching. <laughs> she can't rip it apart because clearly Verna's outfits would come up. My mom's dying. <laughs> my, my mom is fantastic at sewing. As she's a seamstress. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> what is she, the the, the ti- curse the tiny brown hands. Yeah, curse the tiny brown hands. I made it. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. So sad. I, I really, really, really like that line. Mm. Um, I really liked different different times. Oh, yes, mom. I was already twenty six, an old maid. <laughs> <laughs> and then I really liked when Elaine starts like, Fem- "This is what feminism does. It takes girls with good birthing shapes." Yes. <laughs> I just love how much we talk about Liz Lemon's wide hips I, on the show. Poor Tina Fey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But that was it. I love this episode. I think it's super funny. It's a lot of my favorite, a lot of like really great 30 Rock jokes. This Buzz Aldrin sequence is one of my favorites yeah. on the show. Anything else, Kels? Um, I think that, I think that does it for me. You guys both also laughed really hard at the comment of, um, like of Jack being like, no, I do not know the names of everybody in your water aerobics class. <laughs> <laughs> Mom. And the Our Lady of Reluctant Integration. Yes, that was also good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but isn't that a thing, though? I mean, don't kids talk about all their friends and expect their parents to keep up with all of them? Mm-hmm. And if we mention one of our friends, you have no clue who we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Mom related hard to that one. <laughs> Did you guys like it? I mean, this is your first 30 Rock. This is the first one you've watched in a while. Yeah. I, I be was... on, you do not have to. What did you guys think of the show? Yeah. I, I, it was entertaining. They were funny. There were some great lines. It was one of the ones that you, and I am sure they're all like this, that you would almost have to rewatch them to catch all of the lines. Yes. Like mother, like daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you heard me typing up like every other line, basically. Mm-hmm. What are you carry with a C? I, I enjoyed it, but I, I'm seeing more of it now that I hear you talking about it mm-hmm. than I saw as I was watching it. Oh, fair enough. So we, that's our gift. That's <laughs> <laughs> Just join us every week, mom. <laughs> uh, I like it. Well, thank you both for being here. I think, I mean, I love you, mom. I love you too, Carrie. I love you, same. Carrie, with a K. <laughs> love you, mom. <laughs> Happy early Mother's Day. Happy this Mother's is your Day. present. Uh, <laughs> thank you. This is what we're doing for you. For you guys. <laughs> Not for us um, at all. Right. Anything to plug, mom? Um, yeah, it was really fun to watch both of you guys do this. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, man. Cool. Well, again, thank you guys. I don't know if there's another mom's episode, but uh, if you ever want to come back, you let us know. If our listeners like we really like mom advice corner, we'll have to bring you guys back for that. Listeners, Mm -hmm. write in some questions. We'll just become a Frasier Crane style show where we give it (laughs) call in and advice. 100%. Um, Cool. Well, we love you guys. And I think that's it. Oh, oh, we can plug ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You can find me places at Redheaded Blonde on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find our podcast at Talk Thirty Rock to Me Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Send us emails at Talk Thirty Rock to Me at Gmail dot com. Uh, you can find me at Kim G Lucas everywhere. Mm-hmm. There you go. And I think that's it. I mean, if you want to find our mom's place, that's it. Maybe not. All right, cool, cool. <laughs> Somewhere in Orange County, they are in our hearts <laughs> as well. Um, yeah, I think that does it, and that's it for this week. Thanks, guys. Call your moms on Mother's Day, y'all. Yeah, call your moms. Call yeah. your moms. <laughs> All right, bye, guys.
This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.